This, 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 this is mythical. What's the best sparkling water? The Sport Crew says they have the answer. Check out their ranking of the best sparkling waters on the market, flavored or not. Yo, Christmas sugar cookies, I'm really happy for you. I'm gonna let you finish, but Rugula is one of the best holiday desserts of all time. Eh? Anyone? Kanye West, 2009 VMAs? I'm schwitzing over here. Anyways, today we're giving Hanukkah food the attention it deserves. This is a hot dog as a sandwich. Ketchup is a smoothie. Yeah, I put ice in my cereal, so what? That makes no sense. A hot dog is a sandwich. A hot dog is a sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> what? Welcome to our podcast, A Hot Dog is a Sandwich, the show where we break down the world's biggest food debates. I'm your host, Josh Sher. And I'm your host, Nicole Inayedi. And Nicole, we often reference the fact that we are Jewish on this podcast. Ma kore, Josh. Uh, Ma kore, akor beseder? Ken? Bless you. Uh, <laughs> 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 and someone recently said in a comment, I wish you would devote a whole episode to Jewish food. And That's so, so nice of them. That is very nice. And I think it's cool. We can bring our, our cultures sure, in. One of the no. problems, I think, is mm-hmm. um, I don't know how knowledgeable I am about Jewish culture and food outside of my own experience. Interesting. I think you are very well versed in like m- the majority of foods, <laughs> not just limited to Jewish foods. I think you're just a, like a – is there like a word like for a polyglot but for food? Oh, is uh, there polyphage? I think that's I think you. Means you I eat think everything. You, I think you're a polyphage. <laughs> I'm I on do. a seafood diet. I'm a po- you're a polyphagist. <laughs> thank you. That's the do. nicest thing, Nicole. As my best friend, <laughs> thank you so much. You for heard it here that. first, ladies and gents. <laughs> Josh said he's my best friend. Finally, after how many episodes of this damn podcast? We've spent 85, <laughs> 85 episodes. That it took you this long to admit that you're my best friend. Thank you so much. Oh, just in the Hanukkah giving spirit. Oh, <laughs> uh, but no. Today, I thought we would. You know, both rank our top sure. three Hanukkah dishes that we grew up eating. Oh. Uh, but for me, we were just talking, like you mentioned, you were like, is Rugula a Hanukkah dish? And I was like, listen, at my family, we are Reformed Jews. Mm-hmm. We, uh, you know, my great aunt is like 85 years old. Mm-hmm. She would get drunk off Manischewitz and be like, you know, Jews can be atheists. I'm atheist. And I'm like, oh, come on. Don't tell me that. Yeah. Uh, but of yeah. Of course. No, because like, let me tell you, Judaism is weird because it's like you can be culturally and traditionally Jewish. But not believe in God. Yeah, like like that's how my dad is. Like he's a, he doesn't believe in God one ounce. Not at all. Total atheist. But he's like, are you coming home for Shabbat? And I'm like, yes, sir, I am. So yeah, like, yeah, I, I, I view it for myself at least as like a shared cultural history. Right. Yes. We were all affected by the same things in history. Sure. We all have the family stories going sure. back, and it is in your genetic lineage. Mm-hmm. I I well I recently went to a, a Chabad for the first time for Prince Bar Mitzvah. <laughs> yeah. a couple weeks ago, and I mostly did you ate, like it. It was great. They were all just slamming Irish whiskey. Yeah. Uh, and I was like, this isn't the Chabad that I remember going to <laughs> for Hebrew school when I was younger. Uh, and I had a really great time. Uh, but point is, all my experiences are based on what I grew up with with my family. Sure. And a lot of it was Same. divorced from, you know, a lot of strict religious tradition. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's where my point of view is coming from. Nice. So what are your favorite Hanukkah foods? Okay. Also, should we say, wait, do you think I remember the Hanukkah prayer? Um, you want to do you try? think I can do it? How much do you guys want to bet that Josh I can do it? Josh wants to try. And I think Wait, if you want to try and this is the place to do it, do it. Okay. Baruch atah Adonai Eloheinu melech ha'olam asher kereshanu b'mitzvah tov yivitzi vanu leher lehedlik. Lehedlik? Uh-huh. Lehedlik? Lehedlik. Chanukah? Ner. Nershel. Lehedlik Nershel. Baruch atah Adonai Eloheinu melech ha'olam asher kereshanu b'mitzvah tov yivitzi vanu. God dang it, god dang it. Lehedlik Nershel. Lehedlik Nershel Hanukkah. I'm pretty sure that's Close enough. We'll take it, we'll take it. I'll take it. That was wonderful. What do you like to eat on Hanukkah? Um, well, I don't have necessarily an order. But I, I can I just say my number one favorite thing. Tell I don't want to say my three. Tell me about I have it. one favorite thing, and it's guilt. Oh no, Hanukkah guilt. I heart guilt. Tell the people about guilt, Nicole. Guilt is just 
chocolate coins. And then it teaches little kids how to gamble, and that's fun for me. Did you did you full on do the gam- the dreidel gambling game? Oh, of course. Which is, I mean, a dreidel, it's gambling yeah. die is what yeah, it is. Yeah, it is, it is. And it's it's like, I don't know, I don't remember what gimel, dalit, hey, I don't remember what all of those things are. You don't are. want none, you none want gimel. The, yeah, you always want gimel. You always want gimel. Gimel for... <laughs> G for gold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I just, I just always thought it was fun because you know there was like the big coins and then the little coins and then like the little coins had some sort of denomination no matter like where you were and then like you would all like try to hoard the big, co- big coins and then <laughs> it was just fun. And then uh, Meggy actually reminded me of this. You uh, remove the gold and then you put it on your teeth and you have grills. <laughs> So it was like fun. Everyone, you know, people are going to say like sufganyot, uh, latkes, brisket, gefilte fish. I don't need gefilte fish. Uh, you don't eat gefilte fish? No. No, no, no. No, no, no. no. Gefilte. I, okay, so one time I tried gefilte fish thinking it was gondi. Gondi is like the Persian equivalent of a matzo ball. Mm-hmm. And honey, no, no, no. Sweet fish ball. Not very good. Well, gefilte fish technically is a matzo ball. That should be the title of the is episode. Is gef- Well, I mean, it's a ball of fish that's mixed with like matzo meal and other what, uh, yeah what root vegetables mean? like parsnips and whatever. Yeah, one thing I never got was why Ashkenazi people eat matzah other than like Passover. Like, he, why do y'all do that? If you're ever asking a question, don't you get uh, constipated? Why? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I mean, I don't know. I, I think a lot of the questions about what is Ashkenazi food, first, mm-hmm. for people who don't know, Ashkenazi refers to mostly like Eastern European mm-hmm. Jews, a lot of cold climate foods. Yeah. When you're thinking of a lot of Jewish deli dishes, True. Um, like a, a lot of the smoked meat, that comes from like mm-hmm. Central European Germanic traditions. Sure. Uh, and then all of the cabbage and the beets and mm-hmm. the parsnips, yep. all that, that just goes to like the only foods you could grow Pickled in Russia, herring. Latvia, you know, Lithuania. Yeah, mm-hmm. you took the little river fish that were frozen in ice and you packed them in vinegar mm-hmm. uh, so they just stayed good. Nice. And then you ate them. Yeah. And that's how you get dishes like gefilte fish, yeah, which yeah, is yeah. like essentially preserved white fish that is just pureed into a delicious fish meatball mm-hmm. uh, and flavored very lightly. A little, little bit of dill, a little bit of carrot thrown in there. Mm-hmm. And I absolutely love gefilte fish. You like fish. it. I have I a dream don't like it. of opening a gefilte fish taco stand. A gefilte fishery, if you will. <laughs> Fusing my L.A. roots with my Ashkenazi Jewish traditions. Uh-huh. Deep fry a little, like, beer batter on that gefilte fish. You know, do, like, a little beet salsa chimol. Mm-hmm. I think that'd be a delight. Josh, normally I support your ideas, but that sounds absolutely disgusting, <laughs> and I never want that to come into fruition ever. Yeah, I don't know Sorry. if gefilte fish is the easiest thing to sell. Josh, Josh, what is your favorite or top three or favorite Hanukkah food? I want to know what you like. Okay, uh, I mean, we mentioned rugula, which mm-hmm. I started pronouncing rugulach, rugulach. My, rugulach my whole life. And then I started dating an East Coast Jew, mm-hmm. which, you know. They don't, they say a lot of ha. Yeah, and a ha. lot of it, it's like Italian-Americans, right? You get yeah. like capicola becomes gabagool. Yeah, yeah. Rugulach becomes rugula. Rugula, yeah. And it's a thing. It's uh, a Yiddish thing. Yeah, and I mean, uh, she comes from a family where, you know, her mom plays Jewish Lady Mahjong. Oh, yeah, you Which is like a big Jewish thing. Lady Mahjong, uh, yeah. Watch Marvelous Mrs. Maisel if you want any insight into the Jewish Lady Mahjong culture. <laughs> Uh, and so I defer to her on mm-hmm, pronunciation. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I mean, like, rugula is absolutely great. It's the uh, kind of like little pinwheel pastry yeah. cookie. It's I don't know. Yummy. Do the goys have a, have a word for it? Because they'll Man. sell it at, like, Costco, a thing that is ostensibly rugula. <laughs> but it'll be like. the word goy. It, like, makes me so <laughs> sad. Like, non-Jew is nicer. Gentile. Gen- the Gentiles. <laughs> the Gentiles can also partake in rugula from the of Costco. Of course. Of course they can. I used to get my rugula from the kosher bakery in the Ralphs. <laughs> 
And honey, the raspberry, I would just eat that up like three at a time, like yum, yum, yum. Uh, other delicious Jewish pastries. We, you, uh, you're talking about sufganiot. School oh, people sufganiot. Sufganiot is, uh, well, we have it on Hanukkah because we love to have fried things on Hanukkah. And to the oil. Of the oil yeah. that was supposed to only last for a few, for like a day and then ended up extending for eight days. Miracle. It was after a yeah. battle. Yeah, I don't remember that The part. Maccabees beat back the oh, Romans yeah. to did, defend. Yeah. Did you watch the Rugrats episode recently? I sure did. Okay, that's and, why you and, and I watched the Disney Channel original movie mm-hmm. about the basketball team. Oh, that that had best. a whole allegory to Hanukkah. Yeah, the yeah, lights yeah. in the gym were going to go out. The generator wasn't mm-hmm, working, Nicole, mm-hmm. in the championship game. But then the lights, in a Hanukkah miracle fashion, <laughs> lasted for four quarters or something. <laughs> and the Jewish kids learned self-esteem. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, back to Sufganiot. It's just it's it's a, it's a jelly-filled donut. That's all it is. Yeah, it's a jelly donut. That's, it's a jelly donut. You could go to Dunkin' and have one right now and be like, two sufganyot, please. I'll be like, what are you talking about? <laughs> all two jelly donuts, I guess. I will say, though, most sufganyot that I've had, it's kind of worse jelly donut. It's like jelly donut from, like, I would rather go to Krispy Kreme and get a jelly. Like, Rugula, really? there's no comparison for me mm. in the can, right? It's this, like, crusty, mm-hmm. almost brioche-like risen pastry mm-hmm. with just, like, all this melty chocolate in it. Sometimes you'll throw the almonds in there. Rugula, to me, is something that, like, you can't really compare on any scale. But then you get Sufganyo, and it's like, oh, jelly donut, but, like, a little bit bad. Yeah, what about babka? Babka. Ooh. Babka, giant rugula. Uh, oh, Yeah. Yeah. Right? Pretty much similar? So babka. No, let me tell you. Okay, so it's chala, babka, rugula, gelt. Those are your favorite. No, 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 no. That's like the line of where it goes. Oh, that's the evolutionary chart. So so, so gelt is like the the homo homo (laughs) habilis. Okay. So gelt is just a chocolate coin uh to reiterate. Uh, And then then rugula is dough wrapped around the chocolate. You don't have to use. Also, the chocolate and gelt is like so bad. Yeah, can we talk about that for a second? Oh, it's the worst quality horrific. chocolate. Probably because it's parv. For those that don't know what parv means, parv means it has no dairy in it. So I don't parv. think it's parv. Is, is it? I mean, I don't know, but like maybe it is. It could I be. Don't know. All I know but is it is the worst quality it is chocolate. Nasty. We, me and Julia keep a stash of Hanukkah gelt in our. We thought it was like a cute thing <laughs> to so do. Cute. Like, oh, we want a little nice snack. You know, something reminds us of family and nasty. all that. Nasty. And yeah, we took one bite. And we're like, hmm, plastic. Better when we were kids. Yeah, for sure. It's a nostalgic thing for me. I think yeah, that's it, what is. it is. Um, and then and then it's rugelach, and then babka is like a big rugelach, and then challah is like what babka is made out of. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So like that's the chain of like. I feel that. Yeah. Does that make sense? Um, I mean, challah is like. That's probably my favorite. It's not a Hanukkah-specific food. I Obviously, you eat it on Jew Shabbat. Food, yeah. But challah, to me, is like the king of all breads. I think so, too. I think it's uh, my it's favorite fantastic. bread. It's just a three-braid challah, and the three braids are the, what, three things you got to do on Shabbat. Oh, is that what it is? No, it is. Maggie, you confirm? I know what the three things are. I don't know. If that is what the three things are, I thought that I was really always lovely. told that growing up, that there was like a message to the three-braided challah. That's really lovely. If it is, the three <laughs> things that you do is, number one, you make challah. Number two, you light Shabbat candles. Number three, I don't remember the third one. <laughs> Damn it, my Jewish wife classes went a waste of time. <laughs> but my, my single favorite thing to do is just to tear in a challah, just tear into one of the braids. Yeah. And then you take that. Hopefully it's got some sesame seeds on the outside. That's my I favorite. Like salt. Oh, you like the salt challah? I just like salt. It gets too pretzely. I want the sweet from the challah. And then I take that and I swipe it through chopped chicken liver. I don't Chopped liver is my oh, single favorite Jew food yeah, y'all that have exists. That funky funk good stuff. Your your folks don't do that? Um, not really. Why not? It's, I don't know. It's that, what do you do with the livers of the chicken? I don't know. Maybe just fry them. Is it like them? a choresh with... with uh, no. No, no. No. We do you, don't. 
Any organ meats? Very few organ meats in Persian cookery. Uh, you know what it was? The weather was hotter, so you were just able to raise animals without them dying in the frost. <laughs> oh. I think that's what I traced all it? of Ashkenazi Jewish mm. food back to. It's just like, mm. it was cold. We tried our best. You know what we have to talk about? <laughs> Latkes and their accompanying dips. Yes. Okay. I so, mean, you can't talk about Hanukkah without talking about latkes. It's, uh, it's yeah. a, a potato pancake, as Bobby Flay said in his mm-hmm. thing where he made latkes. And he goes, Jews call them latkes. You know, they're potato pancakes. Uh, no, Bobby, they're latkes. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> latke, potato pancake. Also, you can make it with other root vegetables. The OG yeah. latkes were made with cheese several hundred yes, years ago, as you found that. out. Yes, I found that out recently. What a trip that was. <laughs> and Persian latkes are called kukusibzamini. <laughs> Right? You don't know how much joy right? it brings. Yes, you're right. Buckets. And nothing brings me more joy than hearing you speak Farsi. You know, it just <laughs> like truly it like makes me happy to hear a white man speak Farsi. It like uh, warms my soul. Khubi? Bala merci shomo khubi. Khubi. Anyways. Okay, well, what kind of latkes did you grow up oh, eating? Well, my latkes were kukusiv uh, zamini. You would just take, so instead of shredding the potatoes, we would just like mash them and then add eggs. Do you cook them and mash them? You cook them and mash them. Ah. Yeah. I think so. It's been a long... I haven't... I've never made it. My mom makes it. Yeah. I don't even attempt it. Um, I think you cook the potatoes. I think my mom would microwave the potatoes. She would mash the potatoes. She would add egg, salt, and pepper. And then she would like just, you know, flatten them out and fry them up. We used to have a leftover mashed potatoes with That's my nice. divorced dad's house. <laughs> that was what we do. We'd get like the country crack mashed potatoes. Mm-hmm. And little did we know, we were making kukusibzamini. Look at you. But uh, I like the shreddy ones more. Yeah. The shreddy so ones. That's are what good. I grew up on. The yeah. ones that look very much like a McDonald's hash brown in a way, or like Denny's diner Similar, style hash yeah. browns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but it's the egg and the flour and the grated onion that mm-hmm. like really makes a latke. Oh, yeah, grated onion. There was a lot of grated onion yeah. in ours too. Um, what do you dip it in? So there's, so there's applesauce. Mm. There's sour cream. There is ketchup, which is apparently yes, a very, very, uh, it's a point of contention for a lot of people. Hot sauce. Love hot sauce. <laughs> and uh, what's what's another one that we can just throw in there? Oh, uh, Russian dressing. That's my choice. Russian dressing? And I'll tell you exactly why. Wait, first up, we got to talk about the hot sauce thing because when I went to your house for, was it Yom Kippur? I think so. When I went to your house for Yom Kippur. Oh, no. You, Yom Kippur is where we don't eat. Oh, sorry. Yeah, Rosh Hashanah, Rosh Hashanah, Rosh Hashanah. Rosh Hashanah, Rosh Hashanah. When I went to your house for Rosh Hashanah and we had like, you know, 16 people sitting around the table uh-huh. and it was an absolutely beautiful feast. The Thank food you. was all freaking fantastic. I'll tell my mom you said uh, that. And then like three <laughs> bottles of hot sauce started being being passed around. Yeah. And like everyone's just hot saucing the Can hell I out tell of the food. you something? That is a David and Heidi classic. <laughs> David has introduced my family. Well, not really my family, but like he has to have like four hot sauces available to him at all times, no matter what he's eating. Doesn't matter if it's I love that. So do I. Sushi, Persian food, uh, I don't know, any food from anywhere. Multiple hot sauces that all get passed around. That's that's a David and Idy original. That's called being part of a diaspora culture. Yeah, because I was David. I was sitting there and like I don't know if you noticed I was one. I showed up overdressed, which is the I only time it. I've ever been overdressed to anything. Aww, I thanks. showed up with a kippa on, with a yarmulke, affixed oh my to my head with a hair clip. Oh my god, this guy brought in. <laughs> First of all, my house has has yarmulkes because like we just have like a stack of them from like events and stuff like that. This guy comes in, clipped to his head. 
had a woven Philadelphia eagle. Go birds! <laughs> Go birds! Like a dork <laughs> with his shirt, and it's just with like, a tucked-in oh, button-down so shirt. Sweet! I was like, what? I was trying to impress your parents, yeah, it My but parents it, it was such up. like a beautiful like ceremonial yeah, meal. Thanks. We're all reading the prayers, and I was like, wow, this food is sacred. It's beautiful. And then David's like, hot sauce, <laughs> ma, ma, I need the hot sauce. Uh, and I just love that. Okay, lock of dips, lock of dips. Uh, what's your dip of choice? It's ketchup. Straight up ketchup. Honey, you haven't ketchup. wavered from that. It's always been. How ketchup. did that start for you? Um, uh, I don't know. Like, well, first of all, Persians love ketchup. Persians put ketchup on really? their rice. Persians put ketchup on their pizza. Persians puts ketchup on your ketchup. Like they love ketchup. <laughs> they put ketchup on everything. I was never that kid that put ketchup on their rice or ketchup on their pizza, but ketchup on on like potatoes. I mean, French fry. Yeah, no, I I, mean, ag- I agree. Hash brown. I mean, latka. <laughs> I, that was the exact reason I, when I was a yeah. kid, would dip it in ketchup mm-hmm. because I had eaten McDonald's hash browns. I had yeah. eaten latkes and yeah. I was like, same, 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 but different, but same, 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 same. And so I would just dip it in ketchup. But then I was introduced uh, to my birthright joy of applesauce and sour cream. Do you like it? Love it. I cannot eat latkes without, wow. if I want to be a little, a little flitty out there, I'll drop a little bit of horseradish in that oh, sour cream. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That with the sweet applesauce. And, and I put mm-hmm. applesauce and sour cream on each bite of the latke. Ooh. Girl. I guess I, I just don't like, I don't know, maybe sour cream I get. Maybe, okay, hear me out. Sour cream with the hot sauce, mixy, mixy, yeah. mix, almost like spicy mayo, which is my chipotle favorite. Chipotle crema? Oh my, no, no chipotle crema. Too much, too much Bobby Flay. No, no, no. You just, you take the vinegariest hot sauce you got in your cabinet and then you put it with the sour cream. Like, that makes sense. I like applesauce. Uh, applesauce? Very Ashkenazi thing. Mm. Apples grow in the cold. It was very cold. <laughs> we we did what we could. Also, when apples freeze, you just mash them and they turn into applesauce. <laughs> and so there it is. Thank you for your justification. We didn't have the bounty. Uh, <laughs> the Russian dressing thing for me, though, uh-huh. where that comes what from. Is, some people might not know what Russian dressing is. Russian dressing is, if Thousand Island is ketchup, mayonnaise, and pickles, mm-hmm. Russian dressing is that plus maybe a little bit of beet juice. If you Ooh, go into the OG really? recipe, okay. Russian dressing is like... Chopped bell pepper and onion uh, and Heinz chili sauce, which is a condiment oh, that like barely weird. exists anymore. Ba- I've and had mayonnaise. it like once or twice. Yeah. yeah, like beet juice, Worcestershire, but it's basically just a little bit sweeter, a little bit less acidic. Mm. Um, Thousand Island. Nice. Uh, and the reason I put that on latkes is because one of my favorite things to do is get real drunk and then go to the Jewish deli at 2 a.m. Mm. Uh, Izzy's in Santa Monica was my go-to just because it was 24 hours. I have been to Izzy's. You know, do they have the best food? No. Do they have the nicest servers? Absolutely, Absolutely not. not. No, Jesus. <laughs> no, no. They are so mean. Yeah. Uh, just, but, <laughs> uh, what's it called? Uh, weathered? Yeah. Oh, they are weather-worn weathered. and yeah, yeah, beaten yeah. and tired. Yep. And that said, you can go there and you can get a chopped liver plate with latkes and a root. Uh, Reuben sandwich with a side of Russian dressing <laughs> for like forty five dollars. Black coffee, yeah, no, yeah, it's an expensive really meal. Expensive. <laughs> yeah, that's the wildest thing. It's not a cheap place. No, no, no. But that said, you're you're like going out in Santa Monica. You want to be by the beach. You want to feel nice and cool. Uh, and then when you just need to sober up real fast, you go to Izzy's Deli and then you're <gasps> dipping latkes in Russian dressing. Oh, and that's man. how I express my faith, Nicole. That's, that's my truth. I'm glad you express your faith in whichever way that you see fit. <laughs> brisket brisket now the way that my family makes brisket you're gonna love well why come brisket is popular 
Huh? Uh-huh. <laughs> why come brisket popular meat for juice? Um, do you know why? Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm just gonna guess. <laughs> Please guess. <laughs> um, uh, you like you like cook it for a long time and you put it away and then you come back. You can do that with any meat. You can do that with oxtail. You can do that with. Oh well, I tried. With shank. Uh, okay. No, because in uh, kashrut law or whatever is that the right term? Kashrut. Kashrut. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Uh, back half of the animal's not kosher. Yes. Yes. Correct. Uh, and so. Brisket comes from the cow titties, and so that's a, it's essentially the breast of the cow, right? Yes. If you really want to look at it, uh-huh. uh, and so brisket is a popular kosher meat because it's just the largest muscle cut um, in the front half of the animal. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I totally forgot about that. And then I was talking to my grandma, and she was like, "Yeah, we lived on a farm, and we would just chop the animal in half and just like go sell the hind quarters and then save the front half for us." Oh wow, wow, that makes sense. Yeah, like maybe that's why that rule like came to be. Like the back side of the animal was like to to like financially like you know Could have maybe been. that's so interesting. Okay, I love brisket. <laughs> oh yeah, I love brisket. A good Jewish brisket, fantastic. Yeah, but you know what? Our brisket it has prunes in it. Dude, wait, we put prunes and apricots. I put prunes in uh, my brisket. Yeah. Oh wow. I don't know if I follow a very traditional recipe. My family wasn't great at cooking. I love you, Grandma. You're never gonna. You don't know how to access a podcast. Uh, <laughs> you don't know how to turn on the AM radio oh, in, in your home. Um, but I. My family wasn't great cooks, and so I didn't grow up with any, like, great Jewish cooking traditions. There are a couple dishes, mm-hmm. but brisket was one that I thought I hated until I started making myself. Nice. And when I did, you know I started putting prunes in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, like, it, like, really helps improve the flavor. I've seen some recipes that, like, make, like, a barbecue sauce to go with it, but they use, like, cola Oh, weird. Stuff. That's, I mean, obviously a very American yeah. addition, which yeah, I think yeah. is really cool that that, that that happens. I love brisket. It's like uh like there's this Vietnamese dish called tit ko uh, that is like pork belly that people will stew in uh, Seven Up, like mm. mixing Seven Up with soy sauce. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the sugar from the Seven Up caramelizes. That's Yum. like same thing, but with the Jewish diaspora yeah, yeah, and Coca Cola yeah. brisket. Yeah, I'm. Oh, we. You know what? We never talked about. Well, I'm still talking about brisket. I'm oh, still I'm talking sorry. about brisket. <laughs> How dare I? Take uh, it away, Josh. Are there like sort of separations in preparation with like a Persian Jewish brisket? Like, how do y'all cook it? What you put um, on it? Um. Uh. That's a great question. My mom doesn't make it all the time. She mm-hmm. makes it sometimes whenever she feels like it, which yeah. is how my mom cooks. <laughs> um. So I would say what she does is we don't use broth. We don't use like beef broth in our food. Like she just makes it herself. Yeah, you know that makes what I sense. Mean? I mean, you just pour in water in the brisket and let the brisket exactly. Make it yeah, like we do. don't add additional broth to our foods. Like I we don't do that do with that. our yeah. And then um, just a real, real simple seasoning like salt, pepper. She might add garlic powder if she really wants to. And then she adds like a crap ton of like prunes and apricots, some mm. wine. Tomato yeah, yeah. sauce and stuff like that, and that's, then she just lets it go. That's like identical to how I do mine. Basically. Oh, good. Yeah, good. I just I, I I love that the fruit soaking up the beef fat with the tomato. Oh, it's phenomenal. A little bit of sweetness and acid from the wine. Yeah. I I really wanted to impress. Uh, after Julie and I started dating for like two months, Hanukkah rolls around, and she oh. was like, "Do you want to come meet my mom?" Um, and <laughs> that's I was like, "Quick." Yeah, it was good. Yeah, we we move fast. Uh, that's we, nice. We love each other. I like uh, we, it. You know what? Like you know when you know. Um, but uh, I came over and I spent like three days preparing this brisket. Wow. You know, I mean, like like brining it. Uh, wow, you went all out. Oh, fully went all out. Braised oh. it, chilled it, skimmed the fat, strained the liquid, added it back, sliced it while it was cold, put it back in to reheat uh-huh. so we get clean slices off it. Uh-huh. Um, and it was so funny. I went over for Hanukkah and Julia's mom was like, shredding potatoes for latkes and she was like hey can you help me figure out this recipe and she holds like a xerox copy of handwritten notes Aww, and i'm like what is that's this incredible and she's like this is a recipe like my friend 
Doris and Esther forwarded me from Florida where they were the so snowbirds. Not, that's lovely. And the recipe made zero sense whatsoever, oh, which is a great awesome. metaphor for Jewish food traditions. Oh, just yeah. Just being passed in like a Xeroxed copy that you can't read. Yeah. And it'll be like eight potatoes. And like the potatoes she had were these giant, like 14 ounce, yeah, you know, so those oven bakers. Right and I was like, yo. Let's just do this by hand. Mm -hmm. uh, and I felt really great to be able to go in and just kind of like make latkes by feel. And it was one of those few moments where I really felt sort of connected to my heritage in a way. That's wonderful. You know, being gosh. able to save a recipe, ain't got to look at anything. I made latkes so many times and I love them so much that I can just go in and just feel everything out. That's nice. Taste as you go. When's yeah. the last time you lit a Hanukkah candle? Oh, it would have been that. It would have been two years ago. Yeah? Uh, okay, Julie and I maybe tried to do it last year and then we're like... Well, we're watching all the body swap movies that we can <laughs> on Netflix, and so we're pretty busy with that. But next year... Are you telling me to buy... You want me to buy you Hanukia? What? You want me to buy you one of the candle holders? A Kia... A Kia... Centra? <laughs> a Hanukia? <laughs> I don't, I've never heard the term Hanukia. Yeah, have you, Maggie? See, Maggie? What's a Hanukia? It's, it's the candle holder I am divorced Hanuk from my roots. <laughs> I was never bar mitzvah. We're going to marry them. We're going to marry them. You're divorced. Get them back together. Reconciliation. I still don't have a mezuzah on my door. You don't? No, I'm all the bad spirits are getting ass. in. <laughs> Did I? You don't have one yet? I have to get you one. Okay, uh, don't worry. I'm going to make some calls. <laughs> I'm going to make some calls. This is such Jewish mom energy. You don't have a mezuzah. I got to get you one. Uh, how do you feel about pickled herring? I don't feel a thing Man. for pickled herring. Neither <laughs> chicken livers chop that chop stuff. Nope. What is it? I, I, one time I went to Jewish and I saw herring and cream. Yeah, the cream, hell is cream that? Herring, creamed herring, creamed herring. The Here's hell the is thing. That? Here's the thing. Go, going back to Lafayette, uh, <laughs> all the fish very small, very small, very small, very small. And so what you got to do? <laughs> There's also a lot of dairy because cows are fat. You know, they can survive. Uh, and so you cream the cows and then you add that to the pickled herring and the vinegar and then you get sour oh, fish wait, wait, wait. swimming in cream. Sour creamy fish? Yeah. I cannot imagine something, anything more disgusting. Than what? That. No, hold on, hold on, hold on. You benefit from the Ashkenazi preserved fish tradition, Nicole. Okay, smoked salmon? That's good. You love locks. You love locks. I heart locks. Why? What, but if you down with the locks, you gotta be down with like <laughs> smoked sprats and kippered herring. Okay, kippered, kippered. I like. Oh, what's kippered? Like cooked in vinegar or I something? Think kippered, is that what kippered yeah, means? kippered is fine, but like the cream and the vinegar. Yeah, you gotta get you down know, with the cream. Creamed herring is where like it's it. at. I, I grew up uh, eating. When you went to my family gatherings, Hanukkah mm -hmm. included, because with Hanukkah, we were kind of like, let's throw all the Jewish foods we know at the table. Mm -hmm. um, and so there would be at least four different just like mashed gray to beige <laughs> pastes with various <laughs> garnishes on. And then you'd eat them Ugh. on matzah or, or challah. And it's like my favorite thing That's still. That's nice. At least you have like some sort of connection. You to basically it. blend the, the pickled herring into a paste and then you add sieved egg on top. Oh, wow. It gets onion. worse. Oh, <laughs> each, each word makes it worse. Maggie, did you grow up with any of that? No, man. Maybe nice. it's just my family. Nice. <laughs> okay. We didn't talk about kugel. Kugel. I don't eat, a, again, this is an Ashkenazi food that I do not necessarily dabble in, but yes, yes, uh, yes. maybe once or twice. You kugel know, is bread cousin. pudding, but with noodles. <laughs> It's like if bread pudding and mac and cheese kind of had a little baby. Yeah, but you uh, put sugar in it? Through, they had to do it through a hole in the sheets. Um, <laughs> orthodox joke. Orthodox joke. There it is. No, it's it's like egg noodles, uh, cream, eggs, cinnamon, sugar, raisins. Yeah. And then you, know you bake it into a brick. You know how people are like, oh, raisins and potato salad? <laughs> yeah. This is that, but with noodle and your mac and cheese. Do you like it at all? I like cool. 
Google. I do pick out the reasons though. I'm gonna make a. I'm definitely making a Google this year. Try it. This yeah. is absolutely happening. Do for you me. put schmaltz in your Google or is that not? Uh, I don't. We just oh. we, we rock the butter. We gotta take the traditions and then schmaltz though is the best flavored cooking fat. I just I don't love super savory cookles. For me, it's like a, a very sweet thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, all salted. We had like cottage cheese to it. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a thing. But dude, just schmaltz, schmaltz fried chicken. Yeah, more okay. Schmaltz for those that don't know is Yiddish for chicken fat. Yeah, and it's uh, yeah, with onion, right? I don't know. I think they would probably yeah. flavor it with onion, yeah. Yeah, really good, like, cooking oil. Like, save your chicken fat. <laughs> yeah, and, I mean, one of the best Jew foods out there is uh, gribbenes. Um, I call them Jew tarones, so yeah. Jewish Jew tarones. <laughs> you like gribbenes. I don't like gribbenes. You don't like it? Oh, you cook the chicken fat in – or, sorry, you cook chicken skin – in the chicken fat, and you literally get these like double chicken flavored chicharrones. Yeah. Uh, and they are so fantastic. Yeah. I'm going to garnish my gefilte fish tacos with gribbenness. That's going to be the top. That's going to be the crunchy I'm topping. I'm just glad that you get to express yourself <laughs> with your Jew food. That's what, I, that's what I'm happy Are about. there any very specific Sephardic, Persian Jewish like traditions with Hanukkah? Not really. I mean, honestly, the latkes are one. The kukusizamini is mm-hmm. one. Um, the gelt. Uh, we have uh, gondi, which again is like a matzah ball. But instead of matzah meal, we use chickpea flour and a lot of uh, cardamom. Interesting. Yeah. So this, I've never had. Is it served you've in never soup? had gondi. I've never yeah. had gondi. It's 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 like chicken noodle soup, except no noodles, and then you put chickpeas in, and then you have the balls that float in the in the liquid, and then you have it with rice and tadig, which is a crispy rice. That sounds like a delight. I it's mean, I really good. I, I love matzo ball soup because it's it's a vegetarian meatball. It's a vegan meatball. It's just yeah. a bread ball. So good. Bread ball floating in soup, and also just a deep dark roasted stock with the mm-hmm. fresh dill on it. Like to me, mm-hmm. that's really a delight. Yeah. Um, and I didn't. You know, I've gone to delis and like <clears throat> a lot of the food you get at deli, it's not great, right? Like it, you can yeah. be able to say that. Sometimes I think again, like the menu is no longer is not curated yeah. at a Jewish deli. Yeah, it's yeah, they got it's everything. Their, they got everything, the kreplach. Yeah. They got the knishes. What's kreplach? Kreplach? Never kreplach had kreplach. Jewish wontons. You never had kreplach? No. Oh my god, it's oh great. God. Yeah, it's just these overcooked like Jewish wontons. Meg, you had kreplach? Yeah, yeah it's overcooked Jewish wontons <laughs> sitting in soup, and they kind of just dissolve in your mouth. Oh no! Nice. Oh, it's a delight. It's yeah, like yeah. a crab rangoon. Uh, no, but like the softest thing you ever had. But you said it was fried. What? It fried? No, no, it's in soup. Wait, Maggie, search Kreplach. I want to eat Kreplach. Yeah. Oh, oh, never had it, but boy, does that look good. Yeah, but see, the pictures you're seeing, it looks like it's going to have some chew to it because it looks like pasta, but when at the deli, <sighs> they're not like adding the Kreplach fresh to the soup. They're no, sitting in a vat. No, it's just sitting there, yeah. <laughs> and so it just dissolves in your mouth. It's like yeah. if you got wonton soup in a can yeah. oh. that was canned about 10, 15 years ago. At the factory? That's what Kreplach is. At least my experience. <laughs> Josh, I have one question. Now, this has nothing to do with Hanukkah food, but you're getting a sandwich at the deli. Is it uh, pastrami or is it corned beef? Ooh, I, this is a controversial opinion. Maybe we should Maybe we should make this a podcast idea. Corned beef versus pastrami? Find out next time on A Corned Beef is a Hot Dog. Jewish food. Je- Jewish people. food wars. All right, Nicole, we've heard what you and I have to say. Now it's time to find out what other wacky ideas are rattling out there in the Twitterverse. It's time for a segment we call Opinions Opinions I Like Casserole. Do you know how to say that in Hebrew? No, I did not. I got kicked out of Hebrew school. 
Shalom. That's all I got. <laughs> Shalom. Shalom. Okay. Oh, all right. First up, we got at Clear to Loon 314. Hershey's chocolate is disgusting and tastes like vomit and isn't worth the sugar. You should try guilt. <laughs> you should try guilt that you've left in your house for two years and you find it in a cabinet and you're like, oh, this looks good. And then you open it and then it ha- the like sh- it's like bloomed. Yeah, it's got the like it's got the, the white- dust on it. Yeah, it's not dust, though. No, that's just the, no, no. It's the cocoa. That's the cocoa butter separating from the chocolate. No, it's the holy dust that you add to the guilt to imbue it with <laughs> the powers up. of the Maccabees. Josh. Nicole, that's what it is. Shut and, and, um. <laughs> and and Gelt makes Hershey's just taste like, like the finest Swiss chocolatier. Straight up. It is, straight it is up. literally like the American cheese of chocolate. It's really except it doesn't taste good. So much worse. It's still pretty good though. Like I in a pinch, it. it's still. It yeah, reminds it me of my childhood, and that's why I love it so much. It's so it's chewy. An interact, it's an interactive food. Yeah. It's an interactive <laughs> food. I like that. Um, Ladybird22233 says Halloween Oreos are my fave Oreo. I know they're the same as regular, but they are different somehow. They're not the same if they're different. If yeah, they're I got different, the orange. Different. They got the orange in it, and it's fun. It's fun for the kids. I wonder if we blindfolded this person and fed them Oreos, one of them being the Halloween variety, one of them being not the Halloween variety, if they would know the difference. You know what my problem with anyone who does blindfolded taste tests on the internet? What's that, Josh? You don't eat blindfolded. Like the in- site matters. It simply matters. You see the orange, that's fun. People are like, we did the Flamin' Hot Cheeto uh, recipe online. Everyone was mm-hmm. like, why'd you add Why'd you add the food dye? It would taste the same without it. It's because people only like it for the food dye. It's bright red. It's fun. It's for fun. Josh loves airing out his grievances fun. on this podcast. Cheese and rice. Okay. Uh, no, my favorite Oreos are the... Uh, Double stuffed. No, no, what's the gross one? <laughs> It was like it was like pecan pie, caramel brittle, oh, some coconut, nonsense, coconut, coconut caramel. caramel. Yeah. Ew, nasty. Oh my god, it tastes like a, just a whole bottle carrot of sun cake, carrot lotion. cake. Carrot cake was terrible. Ugh, that was that was Oreo. a really bad Oreo. Oreo, just call um, us. But I love I love their fun flavors. They're out there. They're having fun. They're the, doing it. The best Oreo is the dark chocolate Oreo. Eh, too much chocolate. Mm, oh, golden Oreos, golden Oreos. Just give me a bunch of Nilla wafers and a thing of Duncan Hines frosting, <laughs> and that's the best cream cookie. LTABs. Oh, sorry, that's yours. LTAB says Kool Aid should come pre-sweetened. Huh? No. Um, <laughs> the reason it's not is because it would be a lot more expensive for Kool Aid. There are products out there that I mean, Kool Aid does also make a pre-sweetened version. They do. Yeah, it's just sold in like much bigger tubs, and then that oh. that becomes very expensive for them to ship, and then you are paying more for that. So if you're buying sugar in bulk, like mm-hmm. in, in the Mythical Kitchen, we have just like a 100-pound tub of sugar yeah. that sometimes I just eat. I just go in there and lick it. I know I you go, don't. Num, 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 num. No, I put you my don't. tongue directly on the 100-pound bulk Shut of sugar. Up. I go, num, 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 num. That's really upsetting. Sometimes I like to climb in the flour bins. <laughs> I'm a dirty boy. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> that's fine. Just don't like the sugar anymore. They make pre-sweetened Kool-Aid. It's just way more expensive. And so that's why the packs are so freaking cheap because it's just food dye and flavor chemicals. And then you add your own sugar. Um, I think Kool-Aid should just be as it is. And you can be <laughs> responsible for your own success and just put your own sugar in. I like Crystal Light. I don't. It's like Kool-Aid for someone who went to one Pilates class one yeah. time. <laughs> Did you ever like Mio? Like, you know those like things that were like, oh, like Mio drinking is water is boring. Here's a cool way to drink water. <laughs> yeah, Mio, Mio is literally Crystal Light thinned out with a little bit of water. Oh, no. I, I was on the Mio train for a while, but Crystal Light oh, is no. the best powdered drink mixer. Hmm. Yeah. I don't do that stuff. Mm. I don't like mm. it. But I... Okay. Adriana Shaw says, pizza rolls dipped in sour cream is the only acceptable way to eat pizza rolls. Uh, uh, No, I don't know. It's like when people talk about dipping fries in mayonnaise. Uh-huh. Both mayonnaise and sour cream are merely incomplete ranch. 
That's what it is. Sure. Both are components of ranch, and when you add the other ranch ingredients to both of those, uh-huh. it becomes a better product. Yeah. Uh, latkes. Remember how we were talking about latkes? Mm. Yeah. Latkes could... and ranch? No. We didn't yeah. say latkes. We didn't I've never say done that. It. You know what oh. we should do? Latkes with the ranch powder Dude, on it. Dude, bro. Ranch latkes. I mean, why doesn't anyone just sell like seasoned up latkes? Like you would, like, uh, you have the popcorn seasonings. Just make a bunch of latkes seasonings. Yeah. Sounds no one good. would buy. No one. Why? No. no one. <laughs> Dude, there's going to be a deluge of Jewish hipster food item. Like Deluge? We got to jump into this Get like Jewish, like Russian Jewish ceviche game where we're making like artisanal kippered herrings with like, I don't know, like tinned smoked fish is habanero. Very, listen, uh, listen. Tinned fish is very in vogue right now. I'm not talking about tinning. I'm not talking about tinning. <laughs> I'm not talking about tinning. I'm talking about like a little ceviche stand at the beach and I'm serving people creamed herring but with like... <laughs> One Bobby Flay ass ingredient in there. This guy wants to sell kippers and cream at the beach in yeah, Santa Monica. No. Ancho, you don't know your ancho about chili that. Oh. creamed herring at the beach. Josh, again, normally Hot I day. love your ideas. Cold fish. Right now, I need you to just put a lid on it. You're a lot. When 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 Netflix offered to sell to Blockbuster, and Blockbuster said, "Nah, we're the future, not Netflix." And this is your Netflix moment, Nicole. Thanks a lot, Ted Sarandos. <laughs> and you, Susan Sarandos. <laughs> <laughs> Wife of Ted Sarandos. No. What do we got? At OK Cowgirl fourteen twenty one, peanut butter mixed with pancake syrup is better. Is a better way to have a PB and J. What the heck? <laughs> I can't read. They're, they like to mix peanut butter with pancake syrup. Hell yeah, that's great. You know what you've done? You've made a better product. Yeah. You've just made maple peanut butter. That's yeah, great. You should sell maple peanut butter. Yeah, that's that's awesome. Yeah, you rule. Great you, idea. You sell that uh, yeah. before we do. Now it's a race between us and you. I'm making it. Okay, it's either OKC Owlgirl or OK Cowgirl. (laughs) Like OK Cupid Owlgirl? Well, no, I don't know if they're from Oklahoma City. Oh. (laughs) I think they're in Oklahoma City Owlgirl. We are are on so many, we are in like different, like. (laughs) Different astral planes right now. You and I are just on two different planets, my guy. Okay, Tasty Curly Fry says, the satisfaction. (laughs) Yeah. This is really funny opinion. Tasty Curly Fry says, the satisfaction of eating food is based on how much you've been depriving yourself of pain. Wow. Deep stuff here. Deep stuff. Wow. Um, uh, uh, kind of. But like, what if you never deprive yourself of anything ever? So this is a, effectively <laughs> like a, a rebuttal to hedonism. Yeah. Yeah. Pleasure delay. Yeah. Edging. This is. I'm a fan. This is food edging. This is food edging. Is yeah. what it is. And I think it's just smart. I, I mean, I go. Uh, I was listening to some like bodybuilder dudes at the gym talk, and they were like, "I have one cheat meal a week," and I was like, eh, "I have one cheat meal every meal," and I think that's a good way to go. <laughs> you have one austerity meal. You have one like Greek yogurt, protein, fruit, or one like cabbage and chicken, uh-huh. and then the next meal gets to be like a big old burrito. And to me, that's how I find balance. It's it's you depriving yourself of one thing makes the other thing taste better. Mm-hmm. I've gone through stretches my entire life where I've just eaten delicious things for every single meal. Yeah. No, it loses its luster. Yeah. You know? You need to edge. Yeah. <laughs> you do. It gets boring after a while. As long as everything's too safe, consenting, and ethical. You ever heard of too much good stuff? Too much good stuff. What is that again? AMPM? Yeah, Tungus. <laughs> AMPM, official... Uh, <laughs> Convenience store of edging. Uh, at lazy.guppy, <laughs> the only way to eat raw carrots is with peanut butter. Wrong ranch. Nicole, you're up. Wrong lemon juice. <laughs> you ever weird. dip carrots in lemon juice? No. What were you doing with carrots earlier, though, Nicole? Do you want to tell the class? <laughs> oh, 
Yeah. So um, I went to one Pilates class, like a big dummy, without any sort of preparation. And then I pulled my groin. So I have to ice it every now and then. And then I didn't want to get go to the other kitchen and get ice. So I found a bag of sliced carrots and I used that as my ice pack so nobody uh-huh. eat the carrots. Yeah, but then where did you put the carrots? On my groin. No, no, no. After that, you put them on the counter where we were all preparing lunch. And V goes, oh, we got carrots to eat. And then I said, no, no my groin was don't no, you said no, no, no. Don't eat my crotch carrots. Is what you said, Neri. Ten minutes ago, you said don't eat my crotch carrots. Uh, and if you didn't say don't, that'd be an HR write up. But since you were explicitly saying not to, then I think it's fine. <laughs> I hurt my groin. What do you want from me? It really Just does. Throw them away then. It is tender. No, I need to reuse it. Stop talking about your tender groin. Go to the <laughs> go to the other one. You brought it up. You brought it up. You brought this upon yourself, Josh. Okay, Orto Malena says apple juice is infinitely superior to orange juice. I don't like juice. What? <laughs> what the fruit? You don't like juice? You drink juice all the time, you fraud. You absolute liar, you goon. I don't, I don't have that much juice. You drink, so you got all the, oh, you get your little creation juice with the turmeric. Oh, well, yeah, that's, that's like juice. a vegetable juice. Oh, okay, okay, <laughs> keep your story straight. Yeah, I prefer apple juice. Oh, you know what I really like more than cider. Okay. And if it's, you know what they say, if it's brown, you're in cider town. If it's yellow, you got juice there, fella. I think Bill Oakley wrote that joke Josh, for The Simpsons. Josh, I have to ask you a question. Go Are ahead. you okay? Never. Jesus Christ, no. You're making me laugh I, so much. Honestly, I made a really spicy uh, curry for like family meal lunch oh, right you, before this. You got a P double O P? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Okay. And it's just, it's Hilarious. it's bubbling in the guts. Okay, you want this to be the last one? Yeah, yeah. Real quick. Do you know there's the thing where people have a disorder where they eat food and it ferments in their gut and makes them drunk? <laughs> yeah. Do you ever think that maybe I have that all the time? <laughs> And I'm just an awesome drunk. <laughs> yes. Okay. I don't think I've ever seen you like dr- like drunk. Oh, speaking of which, holiday he- party. <laughs> Let's do it. Oh, speaking of which, uh, when it comes to juice, I like 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 to have pineapple juice as like a chaser. <laughs> oh, that's not. Yeah, I think, I think a little rum and pineapple is nice. <laughs> I don't like rum. <laughs> why, do we, why, do we even talk? why do we even talk? Why are we best friends? It doesn't make any sense. You don't like rum. You don't like juice. Oh my god! Why are we best friends? So many reasons. <laughs> One of them being this podcast. Uh, and the only reason being proximity. <laughs> Circumstance. Circumstance. <laughs> Employment agreements that we both signed. <laughs> All right, one more, one more, okay, one more. Okay, go for it. Uh, Andrew R. Horn, Doritos crushed in cooked <laughs> jasmine rice is delicious. That's called tadig, baby. <laughs> this is horrific. Josh, I bet you in a year you're going to make me put some sort of chip under rice and say, oh, make ta- make Doritos tadig. Don't say make you. <laughs> I, if you want to make Dorito tadig on your own volition, you may, of course. I give you a bitch. On that note, thank you for listening to A Hot Dog is a Sandwich. If you want to hear more from us here in the Mythical Kitchen, we got new episodes for you every Wednesday. If you want to be featured on Opinions Are Like Casseroles, you can hit us up on Twitter at MythicalChef or Nhendizada with the hashtag OpinionCasseroles. And for more Mythical Kitchen, check us out on YouTube where we launch new videos every week and of course if you want to share pictures of your dishes hit us up on instagram <laughs> <laughs> i'll see you next time <laughs> <laughs>